Tuesday, June 5th, 2018. You are listening to the Daily Dose Sports Podcast, and I am your host, Clint Daly. I am coming to you from the Mile High City. We are right here in Denver, Colorado. You know, we get together every single weekday, and we talk sports with a dose of common sense. We might have just a touch of sarcasm here or there. Every once in a while, we just might take a look back at some sports history, and we are happy to have you here with us today. Good morning to you on this Tuesday. Or, I don't know, maybe good afternoon. I don't know when you listen to this. Maybe it's good night. That's the thing about the podcast. You can listen to it whenever you want to. I'm going to go ahead and say good morning because it comes out every single weekday morning. But whenever it is that you're listening to it, good whatever. If you'd like to contact us, let us know when it is that you listen to the podcast. We would love to hear from you. Hit us up on email, dailydosesports at gmail.com. Or you can go over to Facebook or Twitter and find us over there. Both of those handles are at Daily Dose Sports. Maybe you've got a question. Maybe you've got a comment. Maybe you need some advice. Whatever you have on your mind, bring it to us. We would love to hear from you here at the Daily Dose. Hey, today on the show, I've got a number of things to get to. Do want to talk a little bit about some breaking news. A couple of stories coming out that I do want to kind of keep an eye on. And, you know, with the Stanley Cup playoffs going and the Washington Capitals right there in the thick of it, I did want to kind of discuss some cities and some teams that are kind of in the same boat as the Washington Capitals. I'll explain to you what I mean here in just a few minutes. And, you know, with summer now basically here, I mean, we're in June. It's June 5th. I know that summer tends to get really, really dry in terms of the sports world. Like, it is hard sometimes to find something to watch. We all just kind of try to get outside, try to ignore the sports world, The only thing really on is baseball for the most part. There are a few things coming up very, very soon in the next two months that are actually going to be worth your time to tune in for. Want to just discuss some of the upcoming sports events that are coming in June and July. You might not even realize that those are coming. A couple of interesting things that we're going to want to keep an eye on in the sports world. But first and foremost, let's jump into some breaking news. We did get some disappointing news yesterday from the French Open where Serena Williams had to pull out of her fourth round match at that French Open against Maria Sharapova because she's got a pectoral injury that won't allow her to serve effectively. She announced yesterday, I'm beyond disappointed. I gave up so much from time with my daughter to time with my family. I put everything on the court. So it's really, really difficult to be in this situation. Williams said she was just starting to feel the issue in her third match. She's actually going to get an MRI today. You know, Sharapova and Williams were both coming back from time away from the court. Williams, of course, had her baby daughter, but Sharapova was coming off of that doping ban. It was going to be their 22nd head-to-head meeting. Williams has won 19 of those 22 meetings, including 18 in a row up to this point, and you just know it is killing Serena Williams. Not to go out and whoop Sharapova's butt again like she has the last 18 times. Hey, she gets the injury. What can you do? Everybody was waiting to see that matchup. We were all hoping to see that matchup. Didn't think it would come this early, but we're all kind of hoping for it. That's some disappointing news from the French Open. I'm not a huge tennis person, but that is disappointing news because I did want to see those two get after it after both spending some time away from the game. Would have been interesting to see. A little bit of news coming out in the NBA as lottery prospect Wendell Carter Jr. Remember him at Duke? He says he's very confident he's going to be able to show off more skills at the pro level than he did when he was at Duke. Now, Wendell Carter is expected to be probably a top 10 draft pick later this month. 
he says that he believes some of his teammates are going to be better at the NBA level as well. Here's what Carter had to say. All my teammates, we weren't able to show all of our strengths. This is what he said after a workout with the Chicago Bulls. That's just the college life. You buy into whatever college you go to. You do what you've got to do to help the team win. I think not even speaking for myself, but for all my teammates, we're going to be able to show a lot more that we can do at the next level with the spacing on the floor, with the fact that it's the NBA. It's not no zone like how we were playing at times at Duke, but it's a lot more space on the court. Wendell Carter, bright young man. (laughs) Maybe he should have stayed for that degree. Yeah, I'm going to have to think about this for a minute because, yeah, that's exactly what we see, isn't it? Duke players being held back at Duke and then just exploding once they get to the NBA. Like, that's what we see all the time, isn't it? That Mike Krzyzewski guy, I'll tell you what, he gets these guys like Cherokee Parks and Mark Allery and Trajan Langdon, and he holds them back during their time at Durham. And then when they get to that next level, that is when Duke players really start to flourish. Yeah, I don't know if they're teaching history at Duke University, and I specifically don't know if they're teaching NBA history at Duke University, but Mr. Carter, he might want to go back to school and take a couple of more classes in NBA history, because that hasn't been how that has gone in Mike Krzyzewski's career at Duke. For the most part, we see Duke players come out and go, yeah, you peaked at 18. I hope you had fun at Duke because it ain't going to be fun anymore once you get to the NBA. I've seen a lot of Duke players not exactly look that great when they've gotten to the league, but hey, he's young. He's got to learn these things on the job, I guess. Finally, we do have a little more NBA news because there are some reports saying that Golden State Warriors forward Andre Iguodala is going to be returning from that knee injury for the third or fourth game of the NBA Finals against the Cleveland Cavaliers. You know, you think back. Iguodala has been out since Game 3 of the Warriors' Western Conference battle with the Houston Rockets. He had that bone bruise on that knee from that collision he had in that game. Hasn't played now in a few weeks. And you can see, especially in Game 1, you could see later in that series with Houston, at times the Golden State Warriors do miss Andre Iguodala. The things that he can do, the way he can score baskets in transition, his defensive skills. Remember, he was the guy that usually got the task of guarding LeBron James. It does make you wonder, have they been holding out? Make sure he's healthy because he is going to get that assignment again. Hey, say what you will about this series. LeBron James is scoring a lot of points. If you could get Andre Iguodala back, put him on LeBron, maybe you start to limit some of those scoring opportunities. It's going to be very, very interesting to see if the Warriors do get him back. I know they played well in game two. I fully expect games three and four to be five on eight with those NBA officials. Getting Andre Iguodala back would be huge. Wait, we have just a little bit more breaking news coming in here about the Andre Iguodala return possibly. Oh, what does this say? This is just coming in right now. Upon hearing the news, Cleveland Cavaliers guard J.R. Smith commented, I'm not sure what the big deal is. I've been checking Andre Iguodala all series, and he hasn't scored a point on me yet. Okay, you know what? That's not news. I don't know who's giving us that, but that wasn't news, and I apologize for that. Or maybe it was. I don't know. J.R. Smith has no idea where he's even at half the time, so maybe that is actual news. Maybe that's not fake news. Who knows what J.R. Smith is thinking? I'm not going to try for one second 
to get into that dude's head. Hey, coming back, the Washington Capitals are, of course, playing in the Stanley Cup final right now. Now, they've never won a Stanley Cup, but Washington, D.C. does have some titles in their history, but it's been a while. Like, it's been a long time since we've seen Washington, D.C. actually win a title. They've been living off some past glory for a while. We're going to talk about a few other teams and franchises and cities that have been living off past glory, too, when we come back. You know, we've talked about it before on the Daily Dose, but Washington, D.C. has not won a championship since 1991, back when they beat the Buffalo Bills in Super Bowl twenty-six. So if you're talking to Washington fans, they are having to go back and live off the glory of like the Joe Gibbs era in Washington football. Of course, like we said earlier, the Washington Capitals are in the Stanley Cup final against the Vegas Golden Knights this year. So maybe Washington can break the drought this year. But, you know, I kind of started thinking about other cities or other programs and franchises that are living off their glory from yesteryear. It isn't that they've never had success. It's just that they haven't had any success recently and they are still having to look back at the good old days. Let's take a look at a few teams that are still living in the past. We're going to start in that NHL because until the Philadelphia Eagles won the Super Bowl this year, it has been a while since the city of Philadelphia has had anything to celebrate, especially in hockey, the Philadelphia Flyers won back-to-back titles, but yeah, that was clear back in 1974 and 1975. They were actually also the last Stanley Cup champion to be composed entirely of Canadian-born players. That's quite a drought for the Flyers, especially when you consider they've been to the final six times since then, but they haven't been able to win it. Staying in the NHL, Speaking of droughts, if you're going to go back to the glory days of the Toronto Maple Leafs, you're going to have to go back a long time. The Maple Leafs haven't been Stanley Cup champions since Lester Pearson was the Prime Minister of Canada. What? I know, that might not help you much. If you don't know your Canadian history, how about this? The Maple Leafs haven't been Stanley Cup champions since Lyndon Johnson was in the White House. Ah, the good old days, at least for the Maple Leafs. Moving over to Major League Baseball. Speaking of teams in the Washington, D.C. area, not an actual Washington team, but kind of a team in that area, the Baltimore Orioles. They're still living off the success they had back in 1983. Remember when Eddie Murray and Cal Ripken and Jim Palmer led them to a World Series title against the Philadelphia Phillies? Yeah, that's been a while now, hasn't it? And you know, it might sound crazy because they have been closer But Los Angeles Dodgers fans haven't won anything since the 80s either. Yes, the Dodgers are probably the most talented team in the National League, even right now. But we've seen talented Dodgers teams fail before. The last time the Los Angeles Dodgers won a World Series, yeah, that was 1988, when Oral Hershiser and Steve Sachs and Fernando Valenzuela Oh, and some guy named Kirk Gibson knocked that ball out of the park in game one of the World Series against the Oakland A's. And as it's leaving the park, you can see all the taillights of the Dodgers fans trying to beat the traffic and leaving the game early. Sacks waiting on deck, but the game right now is at the plate. High fly ball into right field. She is gone! 
shifting over to the NBA. You know, you're going to have to go back a ways if you're going to find any titles in New York Knicks history. And it's funny because New York Knicks fans are like loud, belligerent fans. And I mean, they've been to the finals in 1994. They went again in 1999, but the New York Knicks haven't won anything since the early 1970s. That was when Walt Frazier and Dave DeBusher and Willis Reed and Bill Bradley and Earl Monroe won it all. But hey, what's a short 45 years when you're a Knicks fan, right? It's coming around again, isn't it, Knicks fans? Things are starting to get better. Yeah, maybe not. Staying in the NBA, the Portland Trailblazers, they're pretty hungry for a title too. We talked about them a few weeks back. Yes, they went to the finals in the late 80s. They went again in the early 90s. They got beat both times. Once by the Detroit Pistons, the second time by Michael Jordan and the Chicago Bulls. But the Portland Trailblazers haven't won a title since 1977 when Bill Walton and Maurice Lucas led them past Dr. J and the Philadelphia 76ers. Since then... They've been to the finals a couple times. They've lost a few times. They've had some really lean years. And they've also had some years where a lot of their players were getting in trouble with the law. Don't forget those jailblazer days. The Portland Trailblazers, yeah, they're living on some past glory. It's been a while since Portland has won anything. And you know, this doesn't just take place at the professional sports level. We could look at teams in college sports that are living off the good old days too. Look at the Indiana Hoosiers in college basketball. Yes, they went to the national championship game back in 2002. But do you realize that it has been since 1987 when Steve Alford and Keith Smart got screamed at every single day of their lives by Bobby Knight and they went on to beat Syracuse in the national title game? 1987? Now understand this. I'm not saying... Indiana shouldn't have fired Bob Knight. There obviously were some things at play there, right? But I think we can all admit, Indiana hasn't quite been the same since Bob Knight left, has it? Indiana? Yeah, they're still living off some past glory days, clear back in the 80s. Another college basketball team that hasn't had much to celebrate recently is a college that has 11 championships, including seven in a row. But the UCLA Bruins? They haven't won a title now in 23 years. That sounds kind of strange, doesn't it? UCLA hasn't won a title in 23 years, but that was when Ed O'Bannon and Tyus Edney and Charles O'Bannon and Toby Bailey went on their run. 23 years? Are we sure that's right? That doesn't sound right to me. 23 years since UCLA has won a title. If you are a person under 23 right now, you've never witnessed UCLA win a title. Which is bizarre, because I know there's a number of people that even listen to the show, they've seen UCLA win all 11 of their titles. Yeah, it's been a little bit dry for UCLA as of recently. And hey, it's not just college basketball. There are some teams in college football that would kill to end their title drought. They wish their title drought was just 23 years. And you know, I'm not even talking about the schools like Army, or Syracuse, or I don't know, like Chicago, Illinois, or... Well, Colorado, I guess. But I'm talking about big-time football schools. Schools like the Penn State Nittany Lions, who haven't won a title since 1986 when Joe Paterno put together that nasty defense with Shane Conlon and they stuffed the Miami Hurricanes 14-10 to in the Orange Bowl. But it's been a long time since Penn State won a title. And don't forget the Fighting Irish of Notre Dame when it comes to past glory. Yes, they've been invited to play for title games, 
and of course bowl games that they honestly didn't deserve to play in just because of their name, but they haven't actually won a title since 1988. That was when Tony Rice and Tony Brooks and Rodney Culver and Ricky Waters and Rocky Ismail won it all for Lou Holtz by beating West Virginia in the Fiesta Bowl. 1988. Been a while since Notre Dame has won anything. And then we have the Georgia Bulldogs who have been waiting longer than either of those two teams. Yes, they got to the national championship game last year, but Georgia hasn't won it all since 1980. That was almost 40 years ago when Herschel Walker led Georgia to the title with that Sugar Bowl win over Notre Dame. Been a long time for Georgia. Finally, we have to get to the NFL. And it might sound kind of crazy, like we just talked about with UCLA, but do you realize it's also been 23 years since the Dallas Cowboys have won a Super Bowl? Again, if you know any Cowboys fans under like 25 years old, they've never seen the Cowboys win a title. It has been hard luck recently for Dallas. Now, you want a team that is living entirely off past glory? How about the team that crawls out from under their rock every fall when all of the teams in the NFL finally have at least one loss? Because sure, the Miami Dolphins haven't won anything since 1973, but hey, they did go undefeated that year, and they're the only team in history to finish a perfect season. And yes, They remind us of it every year. Hey, it's only been, what, 45, 46 years? Take the victories, I guess, where you can get them, Miami fans. Our final team that has to live off past glory and past wins from long ago, from days of yesteryear, is another team that the majority of their fans have literally never seen them win a title because the Kansas City Chiefs haven't won a Super Bowl since Richard Nixon was in the White House. That was 1969, the year we landed on the moon, or so they say. No way. That's great. We landed on the moon. Woodstock took place in 1969. Midnight Cowboy was in theaters in 1969. And Len Dawson led the Kansas City Chiefs to a Super Bowl victory in Super Bowl IV. You know, Washington, D.C. has been waiting for a title since the 90s. That has been a while, but you can see there are a number of teams out there that have been waiting just as long or longer for a return to their glory years. Going to see if Washington gets to end that this year. Going to be interesting to keep an eye on that. Hey, coming back, we are heading into a slow time of the sports year, right? June and July are going to be some rough months. They always are, but... There are a few things to keep an eye out on for the next two months. We're going to look at a few of the more interesting ones when we come back. Just a quick reminder that if you have any shopping to do, you might want to head over to lootcrate.com forward slash daily dose where you can find the latest pop culture collectibles that feature your favorite TV shows, movies, and video games. June's Loot Crate theme is out. It is called Colossal because size matters. And June's Loot Crate theme is giving you colossal characters with larger-than-life collectibles and gear that you just can't find anywhere else. It features items from Godzilla, from Marvel Comics, from Ghostbusters, and Jurassic Park. Don't forget, Father's Day is coming in just a few weeks. If you're not sure what to get Dad for Father's Day, you might want to stop by LootCrate.com. The best part about ordering, when you check out, make sure you type Daily Dose in the coupon box. We are going to get you 10% off of your order as just a little thank you for tuning into the Daily Dose whenever you get the chance. Okay, so I'm not a huge summer person. There, I said it. 
Oh, go ahead and boo if you want to. I don't care. Because, you know, I used to be a big summer person when I was a kid. But then I had to get a job. And then I had to start working. And so now I don't really care about the summer. Unless I'm at the pool or at the beach, what do I care if it's 90 degrees outside? I'm stuck inside working every day anyway. It might as well be snowing for all I care. I could care less. I can't go out and enjoy it. Hot or cold, I can't go out and enjoy it because we all have our jobs. We all have to work. Yes, it's nice to go outside and have the barbecues. Yes, it's nice to go to the pool here or there when you get a chance. To be able to go run or to be able to go take a walk and not have it snowing and windy and cold. That part of it's nice. But as far as just living and dying for the summer, those days are like kind of behind me. Like I don't care anymore. But my biggest problem with summer is the fact there's not much to watch in sports during the months of June and July. These NBA finals are going to be finishing up soon. And then, hey, summer is fully on. We have a hot, sunny blur of nothing sports-wise. But... Here at The Daily Dose, we want to keep you informed and just kind of keep you up to date with a few things that are going to be coming in the next couple of months. Just a few dates to kind of keep in mind. There are going to be some things to watch, and pretty soon, we're going to be right back to the busy time in sports. Starting off this Saturday, we actually have something that could be interesting and exciting, and it's only going to last about two minutes, so it's kind of like, I don't know, a toddler on Christmas morning. The 150th Belmont Stakes takes place on Saturday in Elmont, New York. Can Justify win again and become just the 13th thoroughbred to win the Kentucky Derby, the Preakness, and then finish with a win at Belmont and capture the Triple Crown? Should be interesting. I'm at least going to tune in to Belmont on Saturday. Moving forward to next weekend, we've got the U.S. Open. From June 14th to the 17th, you know, going into the U.S. Open, we all know everyone is going to be talking about one specific golfer. You know who I mean, right? Everybody knows who I'm talking about. You know, the one that will not be playing for anything on Sunday, that guy. Yeah, everyone's going to be talking about him, but we're going to see who actually comes out on top in the U.S. Open. I doubt it's going to be that guy, though. I mean, we can talk about it. We can say his name if we want to, but I doubt it's going to be that guy that wears the red shirt on Sunday. Not looking good for him right now. Also on June 14th, we do get some World Cup this year as all of the countries in the world that are actually good at soccer are going to be battling for this championship that comes just every four years. Now, of course, the United States will not be one of those countries as we are awful at soccer. But, I mean, for everyone else, World Cup is coming. That's at least something to watch. Also coming in mid-June, NFL mandatory mini camps are coming. I know that the OTAs have started. Those are voluntary. These mandatory camps will be starting up in mid-June, and and while the only thing that they're really good for is to see, I don't know, I guess a few guys blow their knees, which will undoubtedly be happening. I hate to say that. I hope it doesn't happen, but it happens every year. This year, I'm actually interested in seeing some of these mandatory minicamps, primarily because I just want to see which New England Patriots actually show up for them. (laughs) So there's something for us to watch. June 16th, we have the College World Series beginning. That's going to be starting in just a couple of weeks in Omaha, Nebraska. Maybe you want to think about a trip to Omaha to go watch the College World Series. Omaha in the early summer? It's got humidity. It's got bugs. It's got sweltering heat. What's not to like? College World Series is coming. That's at least some entertainment. June 19th, we have the Summer X Games beginning in Minneapolis, Minnesota. Hey, I have to think, and I don't know this, I don't know exactly how this works, but if you are, say, a hospital employee, 
or like an emergency medical technician, you see your hometown gets the X Games, you're like on call 24-7 for those days that it's going, aren't you? I would think that you just have to be at the ready to go clean up somebody when you see those X Games coming to your town. So if you are maybe an EMT in Minneapolis, rest up now, you're going to need it. June 21st, we have the NBA Draft. Will the Phoenix Suns select Arizona big man DeAndre Ayton? Will they trade the pick away? Will they go off the board? Maybe go get some on Luka Doncic instead. How will they screw this up? Because we know, based on history, they probably will. Who's going to take Trey Young? Who's going to take Marvin Bagley? It's not a great draft this year, but June 21st, it's at least going to be interesting to kind of keep an eye on the NBA draft. June 24th is the last day for NBA players to exercise their player options. So if they're going to opt out of their contracts, they've got to do it by then. Do we see someone like LeBron James make a move then? Kind of keep an eye on that. June 30th is actually the last day for NBA teams to make qualifying offers to restricted free agents on their roster. A couple of names that are out there that are restricted. Clint Capella, Aaron Gordon, Julius Randle, Jabari Parker, Zach Levine, and Yusuf Nurkic. couple of the names that are out there that are going to be restricted this year. June 30th, last day for these teams to make an offer to him. Starting on July 1st, and again, that's not that far away, we have NBA free agency beginning. And you know, we could get some movement here. Here is the biggest question that I think is on my mind as we head toward NBA free agency. Does the banana boat crew attempt in any way to reunite? Dwayne Wade, LeBron James, Carmelo Anthony, Chris Paul, like do they all decide to go to Houston or something? I want to keep an eye on NBA free agency this year. That's coming on July 1st. July 2nd through the 15th, we have the majesty that is Wimbledon. Tennis at its finest. Okay, I'm not going to watch it. <laughs> you might watch Wimbledon. I'm not going to. I doubt you will either. Somebody watches it. It's not going to be me. <laughs> July 7th, we have the NASCAR Coke Zero 400 at Daytona. Again, we probably won't watch it, but I mean, it's going to be on. But then in mid-July, which is not that far off, we will have NFL training camps opening. Yes, the birds' songs will start sounding sweeter. The grass will be smelling so good. The sprinklers will be going in slow motion, at least if you watch HBO's Hard Knocks. NFL training camps will begin opening in mid-July. It's not that far off. I know we've got a few weeks to get to. It's not that far away. July 16th is the NFL deadline for players who have been designated with a franchise tag to get a long-term deal. And honestly, there aren't that many franchise tags out there that I'm that interested in. I mostly just want to see what the Steelers do with Le'Veon Bell. And I kind of want to see how mad he is no matter what happens. You know he's going to be mad about it. So that might be worth watching July 16th. Also, July 16th, we have the Major League Baseball All-Star Home Run Derby. I mean, it's basically just like a real baseball game. Just guys cranking the ball over the fence 50 times a night. But the good thing about the Home Run Derby, it's faster. There's less, you know, in between guys standing up, taking their wristbands off, doing all that stuff. So the Home Run Derby is like a faster baseball game. But other than that, it's exactly the same. <laughs> July 17th, we have the All-Star Game. This year, all Major League All-Star festivities are going to be taking place in Washington, D.C. Now, honestly, the only All-Star game that still works is in Major League Baseball. 
because you don't really have to like do that much in baseball to try hard. You know what I mean? Like step to the plate, take your swings. If you're pitching, you got some work. Maybe if you're catching, you got a little work. If you're in the field, try to stay awake. But as far as this all-star game, you can literally drink as a player. There's a really good chance no one's ever going to notice. And I have to think that it's happened before. Finally, on July 20th, we have the Rugby World Cup, whatever that is. Apparently, this is a tournament that is made up of the top seven rugby teams in the world. It's held every four years, and the winning team wins the Melrose Cup. This year, it's going to be played in San Francisco. I don't know that I'm going to watch any rugby. I don't know that I fully understand rugby, but the one thing that I did think of, maybe these guys could teach our NFL players how to tackle. So, At least there's that. Maybe we should be watching rugby at the end of July and kind of learn. Well, that's how our guys should be tackling, not just smashing their helmet into everything that moves. That actually makes more sense. See, like I said, it's not a ton to watch, but there are still a few things to watch over these next two months that are going to be a little bit more dry before we get to August and September when things really start heating up. That's when it's actually going to get a lot more fun, but not horrible over these next two months. There are going to be some things to watch. Hey, tomorrow is Wednesday. We will have a little bit of breaking news. We will touch on a few of the top stories that are coming out in sports. Plus, we will have our Daily Dose Hump Day Power Rankings this week. You never know what we might have to rank, but I'm telling you right now, the ranking that we're working on right now, it's really, really interesting when we look at the NBA and we think of some of the things that we're being told right now. Make sure you tune in for that one. I have to say thank you all so much for listening to The Daily Dose. For all of you that share the show, for all of you that tell your friends, that email us, that text us, that message us, thank you all. It is very, very appreciated. I have to say thank you to JSP. Could not do any of this without you. Have a great Tuesday. I will see you all tomorrow.